What's up, world? I'm Steve Jones Jr., and this is the Moment Podcast. The music matters to us. What's going on, everybody? Steve Jones Jr. here, back with another episode of This Is The Moment podcast, the place where musicians come and discuss the moment they found their love for music. Y'all, I am so excited this episode because this lady, she doesn't know it, but has been very influential for me and my musical vocabulary when it comes to gospel music. I'll get into that later. Put your virtual hands together, get on your virtual feet, clap. Virtually six feet apart now, please stay safe <laughs> for Miss Joy Thomas. What's going on? Hey, Steve, how you doing? I am doing good. Happy New Year to you. All Thank to you. Stuff. How is everything? Everything is everything, Steve. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a lot. It's a lot, but I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I can't call it a transition because we were just abruptly thrown into this. Right. How have you been with all of the changes? So um, it's been a lot because as a parent, you know, you go from having a whole village to help you to mm. not having that village anymore because everybody has to stay socially distant and do what they need to do to stay um, healthy. And so that was the biggest change. My son and I have been spending a whole lot of time together, getting to know each other, <laughs> you know, and all that good stuff. Um, but that that was the biggest change. And um, I think that I could say that for many parents, you know, that village being gone, you don't even realize how much you re- rely on it, you know. And so not being able to tap in, it's been a lot, but we're doing good. We're doing good. For those who do not know. Who is Joy Thomas? Hmm. What, what should I say? <laughs> I am, I'm a Christian. I'm a child of God. And um, I'm a mom. Hmm. I'm a daughter. I'm a big sister to my two brothers and their wives and some others. I'm a loyal friend. I am a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha, Sorority right Incorporated, now. for those oh. that don't know. All right now. I'm a writer and an author, and I am a gospel radio host, along with a lover of words. And so I like to craft words, write words, all that kind of stuff. And um, I have been doing radio, whoa, for longer than I realized, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on WEAA for quite some time. I was on in the mornings when I first started, like yeah. 5 a.m. To, to 9 a.m. And now I'm on from, I'm technically on from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. It's just that I don't talk until 2. So I plan the music during the 1 o'clock hour. Wow. But I start talking at 2. So, Miss Joy, with every good story, we got to start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Where did you get your start at? in music well i'm 
I've been gifted in music in that I can sing and hear notes by ear. And so um, at a very young age, it was evident that I had a music gifting because I could come home from church and play out on the piano what they sang that day. Mm, And so um, that's where it started. It started in church and, you know, just being mesmerized by the choir and how they sounded and the songs that they would sing. Um, I've always been a lover of gospel music, but I do remember as a little girl absorbing you know, the music that I heard mm-hmm. and always, I remember the day that my father was taking me to school and, um, WWIN, I'm aging myself, um, 1400 was playing gospel on a uh, Monday and we were both like, what happened? We didn't know that they had switched to a 24 seven gospel format because they used to just be on Sundays. Wow. And so I remember we were like kind of excited about that because there was more um, options for gospel music. It wasn't until I, when I went to college, I sang with the Glee Club, and that's where I um, honed in my skills as far as like being able to read music and all that. And what and college did you attend? Spelman College. In HBCU. Atlanta. All yes, right. HBCU We're all the, the house. way. <laughs> and um, I loved my time with the Glee Club, singing Just Us, and then the times we got to sing with Morehouse. And I really learned a lot. Um, shout outs to Dr. Johnson, Dr. Yeah, Kevin Johnson. He absolutely. was my choral director and just learned so much, you know, there. And that summer, if when people say they feel a calling or they feel called to do something, I never understood what that meant. But that summer, I felt a call to direct. And I had directed some in in high school. I directed the high school choir. But I felt the biggest call and pull, like I could see myself doing it. I felt like I was very equipped that I could do it. And so I approached my minister in music, the one and only Mr. James DeWitt Austin. Oh, yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) About it and talked to him about it. And then slowly but surely, I started directing the choir. And and it just grew from there. And then from directing, um, I eventually started on the radio. Wow. Not too long after I graduated from college, from Spelman, about a year or so afterwards, I started on EAA. And I used to listen to WEAA growing up. And so I was not um, a stranger to what WEAA brought to the table. I mean, everybody listened to it. Everybody. everybody. Like, it's the soundtrack It's the soundtrack of everybody's Sunday. And That's so right. I'm honored to be a part of such a, a wonderful tradition mm-hmm. in our community. Now, coming up, when did the love for when it comes to gospel music, different facets of gospel music, when did that love come into play? I know growing up in church, it's like, I always tell people like, if you want to know what church is like, it's like, basically it turns into two hour concerts. almost <laughs> Because we'll, we'll do praise and worship. We'll do a hymn devotional. People start shouting, falling out, you know, go back to a hymn to calm people down. Right. So, <laughs> so when I was growing up, we sang a hymn every Sunday. And right. so that's where, you know, my appreciation and love for the hymns of the church comes from. And, um, you know, we had we sang everything. We when we didn't know what CCM was, we were singing it at New Psalmist. Huh? Um, when we didn't know you know, what all of those type of things were. We were doing it. We were singing CCM. We were singing praise and worship. 
we were singing like the duet songs. Like we would, <laughs> um, people say you can hear from Bach to Boogie at New Psalmist because you can hear <laughs> real high yes. and lofty um, anthems and you that can hear the get down gospel music. And so growing up, I heard all of that. And I did not know that that wasn't an, um, an everyday church experience. I didn't know that every church didn't go the breadth of all genres in Christian music. Um, it wasn't until I went to school that I saw other sides of gospel music. Like we didn't line hymns at New Psalmist that I can remember at least. And when I went to the South to go to school, I heard people lining hymns. I was like, what is this about? You know, like... <laughs> Um, and then being in Atlanta, um, you got to see some more of the gospel artists up close and impersonal because they were always coming through. Yeah. And so I, I believe my appreciation for gospel music was birthed in church hearing it. And then my appreciation for all kinds of Christian music was born, was nurtured at Spelman because that's where I started learning the spirituals. Yeah. Like um, I've been out of school for a little bit now. I could wake up in the middle of the night and probably still sing Ain't That Good News. Because oh. we sang it so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what and, for sure. And the funny thing is, I sang second alto when I was in school. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I did that. I don't know why they had me doing that. But I sang down in the basement. Yeah. But um, I, I still can, can do that. I can still sing um, from memory, Behold the Star. Because oh, yeah. we sang that every year during Christmas Carol. <laughs> you you, you know what I mean? the good ones out now. <laughs> so I even know a little bit of Bethlehemu from um, being in yeah. the back while Morehouse was singing it, you know? Yeah. And we learned the parts while they were singing it. And so um, at those things were reinforced um, at Spelman. And then just a love for like the spiritual and telling our story through music, telling our Christian story through music. And then when I started on the radio, it was just kind of like, oh my gosh, like all oh, the music is right here. You know what I mean? And so um, getting to meet some of these artists and being able to preview and hear stuff. And the thing I like to do is to play those songs that you don't always hear. So, you know, it's not as big of a deal as it used to be, but back in the day, there were specific singles that were given to the stations to play. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about WEAA and Gospel Grace is that we're able to play some things that other stations might not be able to play because of a time limit or this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm able to play what I call like hidden gems on yeah. CDs. And people are like, where'd you get that from? And I'm like, you had the CD in your house. That's on that CD? That's on that project? <laughs> you know, I'm dating myself because nobody buys CDs anymore. But I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. And so um, I've been blessed that my love for gospel music has um, been afforded me the opportunity to, you know, work with it each and every week. And, and I'm just glad that there's some people out there that like to hear it. Oh, yes. You've been a part of my Sunday. Well, at first it was Sunday mornings, then it turned to <laughs> Sunday afternoons. But somehow, somewhere, you were a part of every Sunday of mine. I'm 24, as long as, long as I can remember. How, Ooh. when did WEAA get, like, how did that come about? The, you starting at WA and becoming a member of that other gospel grace family. So um, I was listening to EAA getting ready for church. And this is when Phil Deal and Heber Brown were on. Yeah. Um, I grew up with Heber Brown and his um, brother that everybody knows, Anthony Brown. Right. In group therapy. I grew up with them. 
And um, I heard Heber and, and Phil talking about they were looking for a, a co-host. And so they um, were going to, they gave me the opportunity to come on and audition for it on Christmas Eve. Wow. That, that was Christmas Eve, 2001. Jesus. But anyway, so. <laughs> and, um, and I was able to work with them. And so um, that January, 2002, we started off. Um, the three of us doing the morning show. And I learned a lot by being with them. I learned, you know, how to engage your audience. I learned, you know, the importance of taking what you do seriously. And then Phil left. And then it was just Heber and I co-hosting for a little while. And with just the two of us, I got to get even more technical with running the board and um, selecting music and doing more of that. And then after a little while, um, Dwayne Johnson came back and then Dwayne Johnson asked me to come back mm-hmm. because um, some different things had happened with the gospel grace structure and listeners had been lost. And so they asked for Dwayne Johnson to come back and head up gospel grace. And he called me and he was just like, I believe in you. I believe in the God in you. And I think that the two of us can bring gospel grace back to where it needs to be. Yeah. And so for a little while, it was just Dwayne and I. Mm-hmm. And Dwayne had his 92 Q shift from like 5 a.m. to 11. (laughs) And then I was on from 11 to 3. And the two of us slowly but surely got the listenership back. And then once the listenership came back, they gave us more hours. And um, we were able to bring more people on the team permanently. And so that's kind of how it grew. I've enjoyed it every second of it. Um, And I've been able to grow. I was started in the old studio. And now, you know, we're in the new studio, which probably technically wouldn't be considered new anymore, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's been a minute. But um, I I do remember, and I was up early in the morning. And so Mm -hmm. if you can imagine, you know, doing that and then leaving the station and going all the way across town to get back to New Psalmist and 501 to direct. And by the end of the last service, I didn't even know my name. I was like, I'm I've been up since like 4 a.m. I'm tired, y'all. Like, what is going on? Um, but but it was worth it. It was worth it. I'm glad that you brought up the old studio. Everybody doesn't know this. Um, but you shared this with me one time about how when you were young and really trying to establish yourself, you went to the limits and really you um well. The older buildings at Morgan were easily to break, break into. <laughs> right. Um, talk about how, like, you would just have to break in to, you know, do gospel grace and all so, that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Don't because walk we through would, the cold. We would, ha- we would get there early in the morning. And um, when I was there, sometimes... I don't know if they were working on it or if it was locked, but sometimes we would have to go through the boiler room to get all the way upstairs. And I was like, oh, my God, what is going on here? So I vividly remember um, he and not having to go through the boiler room oh, man. To, to get to the studio. Uh, and it partially was because we got there so early in the morning. We were, mm-hmm. we were there like 445, 450. And then sometimes I'd have to call him and be like, he, but I see you at 5.30 because I overslept, but I'm on my way, <laughs> um, you know, because I, I did not live close to the station at all. But, um, but yeah, those those were the days. Oof. I'm I, not to be doing those anymore. Yeah, oh, those man. are the days. <laughs> <laughs> 
I really enjoy watching or seeing the process to see where WEAA is, especially Gospel Grace is now. Um, I was the type, I was the kid that my parents would like, if you want to call and request a song, get up early because you're not about to, you know, be messing up everybody else trying <laughs> to call in. And uh, <laughs> um, I really look at it as radio, being a radio personality as ministry, you're dealing with all these different listeners throughout the re however far the region stretch. Um, and now because we have the internet, people mm-hmm. can be listening from however far they want to. Do you have a certain mindset or uh, approach to what music you play when you're on the air? So for the most part, um, and this is when, so I have two approaches. So when I am live and in the studio, which hasn't happened for a minute because of COVID, right. um, normally I just pray like when I, as I'm driving across town to the studio and I'm like, God, you know, use the music to bless somebody today and, you know, help me to pick music that people need to hear. Let mm-hmm. it be, a, let it minister to someone. And so I get in a vibe when I get in the studio, I'll pick a song and then something else will speak to me and I'll go to that. I don't have um, pre-made playlists. It's very rare that I have a playlist that I go verbatim to. I don't do that. Um, But I go off a feeling of what I think feels good afterwards. Sometimes there might be a theme that's on my heart and I play music on that theme based on that theme. But most of the time it is in the moment, what I feel should be played next based off of what was played before. I knew this phone was going to ring. I tried to turn them all down. See? I tried to turn them all down. Y'all forgive me. But anyway, look, and it's on, it's on um, put it on night mode. I put, put it on airplane mode. It's ridiculous. But anyway, so yeah, um, it's normally like that type of feel. Um, and, and I pray about it. Now, when I have to pre-record my show or I'm not in the studio and I have to put it together, then a lot of times you'll find me singing. I'll start the same way with what am I feeling? Mm-hmm. And then um, because I, I might not always listen to it as I'm putting it together, but I know the song. So I might be singing and then feel like, well, what comes next after this? And then I'll mm-hmm. put that together and put that together. But um, because I'm musical, I normally try... I don't do it on purpose. I put it that way. I don't do it on purpose, but I do want the music to, to feel like, you know, it's been put together for a reason and that it's not random, Mm -hmm. but it's ministry for me. And I understand that when people are at their lowest gospel music is one of those ways that can bring them up. Absolutely. And so for me, um, when you're really going through and, and I've been there when I've been very, very low and I needed to hear inspirational, good gospel music. And I couldn't find any, everything just sounded like noise. And I was just like, I, I just need somebody to tell me that, that God is good and he's going to be there and all this <laughs> right. other stuff. Right. And y'all doing too much, you know, mm-hmm. like this I'm is sorry. just too much. I'm trying to turn my um, iPad off now. <laughs> so that doesn't <laughs> ring again. But I'm um, like, y'all are just doing too much. And I don't want people to feel that way when they, turn on WEAA in the afternoon. I want them to feel like they've been to church. I want mm-hmm. them to feel like they've been ministered to, that um, they've been in God's presence, that 
um, for the flashback and four that is taking them back that they oh, thought yes. about some good memories in growing up in church or that they hear something that still penetrates their hearts today. So for me, the music is the star, you know, I, I just play, you know, back up to the music. That That's kind of my philosophy, but that's also because I'm on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So I feel like I'm an extension of your worship experience, you know, oh, yeah. um, in the morning we were on in the morning. My job was to get people ready for church. And now that I'm on in the afternoon, I feel like my job is to continue their worship experience from church. And if they didn't get to go to church, then give them a worship experience. So it's nothing like leaving church from a wonderful service and then getting in the car. And it's just like, man, this music is just taking me higher. Mm -hmm. It's nothing better than that feeling. And so that's what I hope to be giving them the same way when I was younger, I forget who it was that was on in the afternoon. You would not remember this, but <laughs> every Sunday afternoon they would play stand still mm-hmm. until your will is clear. And um, every Sunday I was in there trying to hit those notes that Lucretia was hitting. Yeah. Right. It didn't ever work, but I tried every week, <laughs> every week I tried, you know what I mean? But um, just that feeling um, after church and hearing the good music. And, and I don't want to sound like what you hear during the week. I yeah. want it to sound different because it's Sunday. It's the Lord's day. It should be different. Mm-hmm. You've seen gospel music change throughout the years being on the air with everything that has transpired, because I really feel like this is like the new Renaissance era. Like God is really literally opening up a new way of doing everything for us. Where do you think gospel music is going? Well, I pray that it's going to continue with a message of hope. Yeah. Um, but a biblically based message of hope, you mm. know, something that when people hear it, they can hold on to it. And no matter what, I pray that gospel music is um, going into places it hasn't gone before because more people need that hope right now. Mm. And so my prayer is that, you know, people who have never heard the good news will start to hear it through the music. Yeah. You know, and that doors are open in venues um, and in arenas and on platforms that that haven't been open to us before. I hope that that's where gospel music is going. Wow. Who or what inspires you today? As far as gospel music or just in general? In general, life in general. Who or what inspires you today? Man. So, um... I will say that my son inspires me um, and he is a motivator for me. So Mm -hmm. even on those days where I don't feel like it, I know I have to do it for him. And sometimes that's what I need to be able to do it for me. So that's inspiring. Um, I'm inspired by good preaching because I grew up around good preaching. Oh, yes. You know, a, a good word is quite inspiring for me. And not to be over, you know, churchy or anything like that, but a good word inspires me. And then um, drama, because I, I write plays and all. Yes. And so um, a good story inspires me as well. A really good story inspires me. And then people being transparent, talking about how they started over, how they um, overcome the odds. That inspires me, too. Now I'm getting to the question that I ask everyone that comes on the show. It's an open-ending, open-ended, Lord have mercy, (laughs) (laughs) open-ended question on purpose to really make people reflect on 
the moment they found their passion. So my question for you is, when was the moment that you found your love for music? Hmm. The moment I found my love for music, I, I don't know if there is one moment. I know that there are moments that reinforced my love for music. Mm. You know, um, like I can remember as a little girl at the One in the Spirit Crusade. So my father, Bishop Walter Thomas, and now Bishop John Bryant. Um, so Bethel AME and New Psalmist Baptist Church used to have a One in the Spirit Crusade. For three years, we did it in the first year. It was in the Lyric Opera House. I was about six or seven. But I remember the choir. I remember all the instruments. Because at my Baptist church, we didn't have all them instruments yet. Um, We had a piano. We had an organ. We didn't have drums. We didn't have a guitar. We didn't have any of that then. And um, I remember being mesmerized by all of that like completely mesmerized. Um, Let's see, another time, I remember when Morgan's choir would come and sing at the church and how I would be in awe of how good they sounded. Um, Or when um, Metropolitan Baptists would come sometimes from D.C. with their Mm. choir. And um, I remember being like, wow. I remember when our music ministry was really growing and flourishing. And I remember being excited about hearing them sing when, when we weren't singing, hearing the adults sing and what they were going to sing this week and how that was a big deal because people would be like, I heard the choir was singing reason why I sing tomorrow by Kirk Franklin. We like, Oh, you know what I mean? like, <laughs> like, you know how church people do. So we all excited to hear the choir tomorrow. You know, um, I remember that kind of stuff. I remember, um, going to Spelman and getting goosebumps singing those uh, spirituals that I had never really sung like that before. And, you know, being exposed to a different type of genre of music and being around people who like to sing. Yeah. And then the moments that I've had in the studio, uh, whether it's somebody that's called me to say that the music was blessing them or someone that's called for prayer Um, because the music struck a chord or anything like that, those moments have reinforced, you know, why I love music. And like, I always know when a song is going to be really good or really special because I'll get goosebumps. Mm -hmm. And if I get those goosebumps, I'm like, this is it. This, this is it right here. And so I I try to, to go with the feeling because I trust my gift in music. And I, I know I'm a choir girl at heart because I'm a church girl and because I'm a choir director, but I try my best to open myself up to, to um, groups and, and um, solo artists and quartets and stuff like that. Cause if I had my way, I would stay in my choir van all the time, but (laughs) everybody, people enjoy it. And I've heard people say, and that's the one thing about, you know, um, gospel grace, you're going to get a little mix of everything because we all bring something different to the table. Mm -hmm. So like Jamal's going to be churchy. I'm going to bring more of the choir music. Derek's going to have more of the praise and worship music. Ernestine's going to have more of the quartets, Mm -hmm. but that's what makes it a good mix because it's something for everyone. And you get to hear a little bit of all different things throughout the day. So, so yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was one moment. Um, I know hearing my grandmother sing, I will say this, and my mother, I've told my mother this before, um, 
you probably can attest to this, but when we were little, you know, being little and being a PK, you know, my mom kept us close. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the songs that I hear in my head as a, like hymns and stuff from church, I hear them in her voice. Yeah. Because she was mm-hmm. standing next to me singing them Absolutely. every Sunday. You know, so if I'm thinking of some of the hymns that we sang, praise him, praise him, and stuff like that, I can hear her singing it first. But I'm an alto, so then I'm, I'm she's a soprano. So I'm <laughs> an alto, no. But I hear her, I can, if I think of songs, I hear her voice singing them still. Mm. Yep. Wow. As we're closing out, I'll, for me personally, I want to truly thank you. You are of course my family and you know coming up in church that inspired me to really go for music but when it comes to my knowledge of me of gospel music you are one of the sources that actually helped me wow. um i know it would be a competition <laughs> joy like <laughs> After church, like after Golden Corral was over, and we going home, <laughs> and flashback at four. Come on, I mean, it is heat. It will be heated in the car. Like I know this song, you don't know this song, you know this. Song. Like it will be times I'm like, okay, if I don't know this song, I'm about to record it on my phone, and I'm about to go in the house. So whenever the next time it plays, you're not going to beat me. Like that's what it turned into. And um, oh my gosh, just. Every the consistency of it all really inspired me, has always been inspiring me. Like I don't even it don't even feel right. I'm like, you gotta turn on WA. Like we're not playing. <laughs> like, no, if we're gonna be in this car, WAA is playing. I really want to thank you for that. Oh my gosh. Um as long as I can remember, like I said earlier, um as we're closing out, do you have anything to say to the people? Well, I just want to thank everyone that listens every week. It is truly a ministry for all of us that are involved um, on Sunday. So definitely want to thank you for listening, for your support, for your phone calls, for your emails, for your social media posts. Like, Steve, you wouldn't even know. People would call me and sing the songs because they couldn't remember the song. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, slow down there. Sing that slow again. Down. Let me see if I can get it for you, you know. Um, But I I enjoy that. I I definitely enjoy what I do. And I hope that that comes across. But most importantly, I hope that the ministry aspect of it comes across. And I hope that people feel better when they finish listening um, from two to five or from one to five. I hope that they actually feel better or that there's a song that gets them so much that they're singing it throughout the week. Mm-hmm. That they took one song from the show and it's carrying them. That was their song. And it's carrying them all week until the next time they tune in. Wow. Um, that That's my prayer. My prayer is just that, you know, there's a worship experience that's had on some level and that people feel better, that they learn something more or, or deeper about God, that, that it's not just music that they hear, mm-hmm. but that it's ministry. You all, Joy doesn't know how we close out, but we close out a certain <laughs> way on the show, on this Uh-oh. show. Uh-oh. All right. Oh, yes. <laughs> we want to thank Joy Thomas for coming out tonight. And, <laughs> oh, my goodness. And blessing us, ladies and gentlemen, those who are listening. This week, be fearless, break the glass ceiling, Write the vision, make it plain, recite it, stick with it. 
Keep pushing. Keep pushing. And keep your mask on, please. We, I, we would really appreciate it if you would keep your mask on. Outside of that, love you all. Good night. Peace out. This is the moment when I realize when I